Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to Convert Central. I'm Kevin Sidik Lim, the host of Convert Central, and I'd like to welcome you to Season 3 of Convert Central. Our podcast focuses on the challenges that Muslim converts face along their conversion journey to help Muslims from all backgrounds to find a strong foothold in Islam. Follow our Instagram and LinkedIn page at Convert Central, and I look forward to sharing with you all the beneficial series we plan for the year. For now, I'd like to welcome you to Season 3 of Convert Central. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to Convert Central. Subhanallah. So now we are coming to the conclusion of our general series. So in, in the past month, uh, we set out with the objective to simplify and, and definitively introduce gender to a group of people who are listening to our podcast. That includes converts, uh, born Muslims who are trying to understand uh, gender in Islam, and, and in general, all Muslims who are trying to reconcile the concept of gender represented by our secular society, as well as the religious perspective from Islam. And as we explored about the concept of gender, more and more realized that the concept of gender presented by religion in Islam is not just contained to a religious view and just demarcated by the, the lines of religion. But when we bring that understanding out of um, religion itself and apply it to our lives, we realize that there's a lot of wisdom behind it. And to understand that wisdom, to know and, and really understand the benefits of understanding uh, gender in Islam, we recommend you, all of you guys, to start listening from episode one of this series, where we actually had, we were joined by Ustaz Badaus Yahya to talk about gender. Subsequently, follow our journey all the way until now. Subhanallah. And until now today, what we're going to do is that we have Brother Sharif with us today, and he's better known as the Blade Runner in our community because, Subhanallah, he's, he's a convert himself. Uh, with that, he is also Paralympic and he has been at least 27 marathons from what I've heard subhanAllah and other than that he, he's an inspiration to the community uh, and it's a blessing for us to have him here today prior to this episode we've had Sis Janna um, who is also a Chinese Muslim female uh, who shared her point of view as a female convert coming into Islam how the kind of concept of gender has changed for her and today we'll be capturing the male POV from Brother Sharif so we hope that this entire series will be a balanced and nuanced perspective for you guys to learn about gender so let's start one of the challenges and, and as well the changes that we've had in the coming decades, right, has been has been the issue of gender, right? This is something that has been in discussion in, in many countries, across countries, across our religion as well. Like what is gender and how does it apply to our religion? So definitely as a as a Muslim, then as, as if you, if we are born Muslim, then across time we will see that there are changes and, and how do we kind of reconcile that? As, as a non-Muslim coming into Islam, then we also see that our experiences as a non-Muslim background will also change from us learning about gender as a Muslim. We learn about the maqam of women, the status of women, and the maqam of men, the amana that we have, right? So let, let's start by with this simple question, right? Um, how, how has your perception or your understanding of gender changed you know, after you have came into Islam? Oh, at first was a bit tough. But after that, like it takes time to learn all these things. Of course, there are a lot of challenges. But after couple of years it, it not immediately it takes me for me to understand about 20 years 20 years you know for 20 years then i started to open up myself uh attending a lot of classes and so on like like what you said a certain period of time especially when i was in overseas when i'm alone when there are some other religious and suddenly the azan they switch on the, the loud you know and I was a bit afraid, but when I when 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 I noticed, no, actually people are there to support us. Like it was amazing. I, I said, mashallah, oh, this is how the pressure of people right now compared to those days. Uh, now people are more open. Now, not only our religious, but there are some other religious they learn from us and we learn from them. 
we learn and how their life and they learn from us how in our life how we apply like uh like especially like working time uh we need to excuse for five minutes so we want to go for to do our our prayers those days my time companies uh, some companies will say oh no you, you are you should not have that kind of break you, you know you have to go but now companies are of more open even non-muslim they will uh, the bosses will tell you have you went for your friday prayer <laughs> it's a reminder. so that is something different lah. yeah Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. Uh, when, when you relate this back to the concept of gender also, like as a non-Muslim, you come into Islam, you realize that like for, for many things in Islam, it's like, it, it seems counterintuitive at first. It doesn't feel like it makes immediate sense, especially when it comes yes. to gender, because you're, you're seeing that most, the, most of the world is practicing one way, but yet Islam is saying, you know, uh, practice another way. And at first, yes. you might want to reject it as a, as a convert because you don't understand the wisdom yet. And, yes. and for you, subhanAllah, you said 20 years and I'm thinking I'm just a four-year-old convert and I was like, wow, I still like four more times of my lifespan to go, right? <laughs> and yeah, I'm, I'm thinking as well, it's also not about the knowledge that we have. You can all pick up a book. But wisdom yes. and understanding is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right. He's the opener yes. and he's the one with the most wisdom, right? He's, he's, he's uh, the one that will grant us the understanding of the knowledge that we have. So sometimes, even though we know a certain thing, it might take us a, a, a while or it might, it might take us a certain experience for us to understand it. So as a convert, indeed, understanding gender, it might be a, a long journey, but definitely it will be done through the, when we seek the you know, permission of Allah to gain this wisdom, when we want to understand the people around us better with the correct intentions, that's when we can do it. SubhanAllah. Thank you so much for sharing that point. Actually, it's a very, very good point. And let's, let's move on to the next question, right? Um, in, in your experience and also in your understanding, do you think that there is a superior gender? Is that, do you think like um, males in, in Islam is superior to females in Islam? And how, how do you kind of relate back to Islam itself? For me, I feel, uh, how to say, it, it's just the same. Well, to me, what I, I believe myself, all looks like the same as us. Of course, we, we need to learn more, to understand more. And yeah, that's all. I have not much about this. Yeah. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. SubhanAllah, I, I also agree. Um, we, we all do need to seek the, the knowledge to, to really understand this. But actually, honestly, if you think about it, practicing gender and uh, in, in our lives, we don't really think of the concept of interactions as just the gender itself, right? There's a lot of adapt in uh, our interactions, not just to females to, and males, but also from males to males. So actually as a convert, when we want to learn about uh, treatment of other people in Islam, we're not just learning about, okay, let's, let's learn how to uh, interact with, with females, but rather when we learn about Islam, it's, it's the interaction with all creations of Allah, not just to humans, but also yes. to animals, correct. to the environment around us, correct? So, so I, I think as a convert, the main focus should be understanding in a holistic sense. I, I think with that, with my journey as a convert, learning about Islam, it, it, it's enough. When we learn about certain principles of adab, we apply it to our, our lives, right? I think it's enough in a general sense. Yes. Only when we have the time and, and we are ready to, to go on to that level. Uh, as you mentioned, actually, in the previous podcast with Sis Jana, that um, perhaps learning about gender itself is something that is quite advanced. But along the way, we are able to learn from the examples of our teachers. Subhanallah. So thank you so much for sharing about actually, that. And actually, actually, uh, when when people thought Islam is tough, Islam is very strict. We are much uh, more how to say more happening. We learn from from all the from our Muslim brothers and also, you know, to me, I thought, oh, I have to do my five prayer. I have to do this. I have to do no. Actually, it's very simple. 
just follow the instruction was given, everything was much easier. Correct, correct. And definitely, we also talked about this in the previous podcast, right? The learning of interaction is, is best done through observing and actually not through reading. How do you uh, read on how you should talk in a gentle tone, right? It's yeah. so much easier to observe and it's so much easier to, to, to see how respect is given and to learn from that than to just read from a book. So subhanAllah, part of you know, growing as a Muslim and, and coming to Islam is not the acquisition of knowledge just through books, but also the acquisition of, of wisdom looking at the examples of others as well. So at this yeah. time, I think uh, my co-host has a question. So I'll pass some time to her to ask that question, inshallah. Inshallah. Okay, so yes, Brother Sharif, I was just listening to your story and your perspective of how you feel that all gender is the same, like because that's what Islam also teaches us, right? And then it's uh, this learning of that all gender is the same yeah. is something you do over a period of time as well. So yes. right now, I mean, Inshallah and Alhamdulillah, you are at a place where you understand that better than 20 years ago. So yes. I just want to ask you, um, how do you feel about this statement, like men have it easier than women in Islam? Do you think but, that is true? Oh. Especially for the context to you, right? Because you are a marathon runner. I, I actually did some long distance running myself in uni and like in JC. <laughs> la. So <laughs> I, I realized that. Yeah, but back then I wasn't uh, wearing the hijab yet. So there's a big shift once you start to wear hijab and like you follow the religion closely in terms of like uh, exercise or like just this kind of um, hobbies that you want to pick up. And Women, or at least I guess for the perspective of a sister in Islam, I, the perspective can always shift back to like, well, men have it so much easier. They just wear the shorts and they run and finish already. But for women, we have to put on this, put on that. So do men have it easier in Islam? That's my question. Oh, uh, to me, what I know is uh, actually both are all the same. Okay, there's no say the, the men are tough, the women are tough. But to me, for example, like what you said, Muslim women, they need to wear, aurat need to be, be good when they go for a marathon. It's the same thing as the Muslim guys. Uh, as a Muslim guys also, you need to wear long pants to cover up your aurat and so on. Actually, to me, I found it's all the same, but it's all depending on how you look at, how you look it at yourself. <laughs> so that is the thing, yeah. Alhamdulillah, that's actually a very good way to look at it. Like you, you shouldn't like be comparing so much. You should just look at yourself and your relationship with God because at the end of the day, Allah's not gonna ask you about another person's book. He's gonna look at your book, the right life and right angels, what they recorded down and what efforts you put in to please him. Yeah. Yes. You see, sometimes people uh might be, you know, they can use their any kind of word they will tell you, oh, you can't do this, you can't do this. But like what I said, follow the instruction. If when you when you go for a marathon, at times for me, I always have this thing because uh, when I have to wear my long pants, I need to cover full on my my good leg. So when I run halfway, <laughs> run, uh, oh, I have to cover my pants halfway. And people who are looking, what are you showing off? For example, when you go to a mosque, you wear with your sonko, your baju kurung nicely. Same as because you need to be uh, more respect, especially when you wear whites and so on. But don't just simply when you go to malls, you wear colorful. Then after that, uh, especially you know when when you do prayer, certain things that when we see our eyes, like when you're wearing very tight and so on. So that will be affected other people. When the people when doing their prayers, they will say, "Mashallah, why this fellow was wearing so tight." You know, that will disturb his mind and so on. 
So it's all about ourselves. We always must have our discipline. When we go for sport, we must wear the proper way. When we go to a mosque, we wear it this proper way. Or when we go to a function, we wear it proper way. So people will look at you and they will be more respected. Subhanallah, I think this was really quite enlightening for me as a Muslim because I always felt like men just have to wear the same thing everywhere they go. Like, I, mean, I didn't think that y'all had to put in so much thought for like different contexts. I mean, for women, it's more or less the same in terms of how you cover. Yeah, yeah. so I guess there is struggles like that. There are struggles that men face that women are not aware of. So Alhamdulillah, thanks for sharing, brother. I think that was very insightful. And I just wanted to add on like uh, the thing that helped me to like get over this mindset that why do women have it so much harder like when it comes to exercising or whatever, right? I feel that, alhamdulillah, because Allah only tests those that he loves most and whatever things that you struggle in the, in the way of Allah and you do things for the sake of Allah that might be inconvenient or not, your, not what you favor, right? And you do it anyway, that's when you get the true rewards. So I feel so blessed to be told to do something that I am not, I'm, I wouldn't have done it on my own because if it's easy for me, then I wouldn't get the reward. Yeah, so yes. that's how I reconcile that. The most important is the niyat, the intention. The, what are you going to do? Your intention, your niyat, you and your creator. But if your intention is wrong, then you will get the wrong. But if your intention is correct with Allah, inshallah, mashallah, you will bless you forever. You will bless everything. You know, for example, yes, a little bit of sharing. Uh, for example, like when I do my prayer, because uh, I, I use a prosthetic leg and how I'm going to perform my prayer. Okay, some friends were telling me, Sharif, Allah understand you with your condition. You can sit on the floor. You can sit on the chair. So you don't need to do like what evil body are doing. More special on you. But to me, I said, no. It's between me and Allah. I still want to be like evil body. What I did, I wear my prosthetic leg. I ruku, I sujot as per normal as everyone. That is my thinking, my belief. But even teachers out there were telling me, Sharif, no need to do. Allah understand. Simple. But no, I said no. I want. I want to do it. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. This reminds me of the narration in which it was mentioned that the obligatory acts are something that Allah has made for us to do because these are the acts He loves the most. But a servant truly draws close to Allah when he does his sunnah to show him how much he wants to draw close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is indeed uh, something that we, we see today. And of course, when we talk about this point, right, it's not just to that specific ibadah itself, but rather to our lives, right? And something to, to think about when we talk about gender, as you guys have discussed earlier, when it comes to specific context and, and specific uh, issues, right, when we talk about gender, we always tend to just zoom in itself. Alhamdulillah, we don't have the foresight of the, the intellect of the ulama who has managed to really break it down, uh, you know, bit by bit, right? When we talk about, let's say, sports, for example, anyone can do sports. MashaAllah has given us all the rights in, as a Muslim to do sports. But to do sports as a Muslim in a way that is pleasing to Allah, we have to fulfill first our obligatory. We have to fulfill the, the rights that Allah has placed upon us because He's our creator. Number one is that's dressing. Um, dress code is not just pertaining to sports itself. So, it's, it's, so, of course, we can phrase it in a sense where perhaps um, women definitely they have a um, larger difficulty when it comes to doing sports, correct? But that difficulty is not, it's not a sports issue, rather it's rather a dress code, something that we all have to fulfill. Men and women both have to fulfill the, uh, the rights of their dress code when they do sports. 
So when, when we separate that, we see that, that this is a separate issue. And, and then we, we bring in this point of view for, for a change. We talk about uh, Wajib, we talk about Sunnah. A man can indeed dress uh, for sports in tights and that covers his aurats. But a man can also wear loose clothing, which will be hotter, especially in Singapore. And that will not just cover his aurat, it will cover the, the contours of his body. And, but it will make it more difficult for him to do sports as well. Same for, same for, the, uh, for, for the top wear. He can as well wear singlet or tights, but he can also choose to wear a long sleeve shirt that will cover his aurat more. So indeed, Allah does not require us to cover up to that extent. But as mentioned in many of our podcasts before, it's our strive to do more for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it tells Allah our sincerity to him. And for that, Allah will reward us. So when it comes to gender, ask yourself, right? Is our rights here to teach us how to uh, get close to Allah? Or our rights here first and foremost to protect under Sharia our, what, what we have here as, as humans, as male and females? Rights are here to protect us. But for us to do more, and to gain the acceptance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as we all ask in our du'as, we want to go to Jannah to Fadaus, then what are we willing to give to get there? Correct. And then we, we should be more concerned at how, how can I do better as a Muslim? Instead of looking across the court and we see the other person, there might be a brother or sister who might not be dressing up more. And I'm thinking as a brother, oh, why is he just wearing tights and covering three quarter, right? So unfair because now I'm wearing uh, sweatpants. I'm covering loosely. It's so unfair. But right, look at ourselves and, and we think, you know, this is my strife to, to show Allah my sincerity. Yes. So in, in many issues, we, we, we tend to forget that this is not simply a gender issue. The misgivings of, of a wife and the children who are females will be also the misgivings of the husband and the imam of the family who is a male. If this is not just a female or male problem. This is a Muslim community issue. And when we look at that, we, we see that how we solve this problem is not to differentiate the rights, but rather to, to see how, how can we help each other to fulfill our rights better. And how do we then inspire each other to go beyond that, you know, for the sake of Allah to get his happiness. And, and definitely for when we start the podcast with that intention to help us to understand what gender is and the angle, you know, because there's, there's always the, the ending point to a start point, is then how do we use this understanding to please Allah and to become better Muslims. Correct. Yes. So subhanAllah, you know, thank you so much for, for bringing such a good discussion up, uh, both Hafiza and Brother Sharif. I think, you know, with the points that it was brought up, I think it was, it, was, it was such a good setup for us to discuss about how we should view gender as Muslims then. And at this point of time, let me just end the podcast by asking you to do us a favor by uh, giving all of us a, a, a word of advice, you know, from, from all your experiences. You know, I, I'm sure you've been through many, many challenges as a Muslim for so many years. And we'd just like to get you to give and nasiha to uh, our brothers and sisters who are listening to this podcast, inshallah. Thank you so much. Okay, always remember, before you go to bed, you must clean your heart. Sleep with a clean heart. Forget about everything. When you go to bed, just zikir and sleep well. The next morning when you wake up, what you need to do firstly is to wake up from the bed, set your intention. Uh-huh. What do, what I do? What's the intention mean? For example, you have a journey for today or maybe you want to prepare uh, uh, for something. Set your intention. Then you need to pray, doa, ask Allah for help. Inshallah, Allah will give it to you. If Allah don't give you today, He will give you tomorrow. If not tomorrow, He will give you day after. If not day after, He will give you a year or maybe 10 years. There's always a reason why He will not give you on the spot. Okay? Then you need to work it out. Remember, whenever you do A for Allah, you need to work it out. Some of my friends said, can I just do A? 
but I still wait. Allah didn't give it to me. Then I tell him, you did the doa, but you didn't work it out. So you need to work it out. Uh, work it out, inshallah, you will be uh, much easier. But along the way, along the way, there's a lot of challenges. Uh -huh, there's a lot of challenges. Ask yourself, are you going to quit? Or are you going to keep on moving? And mashallah, the last part and the moment you reach at the crossing line, a marathon crossing line, that is where your achievement is in Islam. Yes. So don't give up. Pray. Keep on dua. The most importantly is dua. The number one powerful weapon in the world for us as a Muslim is dua. Ask anything. If you want to be rich, ask Allah. Allah, I want to be rich. Why I want to be rich? I want to have a lot of money. Allah, I want to stay strong. Tell Allah. Speak to Allah. Whenever you are, speak. Zikir, inshallah, it will give to you. Alhamdulillah. As uh, Popri spoken by an uh, by an outstanding athlete, subhanAllah, you don't just wish to complete the marathon, you have to train to get, you know, to complete the marathon. If not, you're not going to complete the marathon. SubhanAllah. Thank you so much for sharing once again today, uh, Baru Sharif. It's been a pleasure to have gotten you on the podcast. And inshallah, we hope to get you back again. Uh, maybe with a chance to share your convert story in, in a longer set, you can share more details about your convert story, inshallah. But today, let's end our podcast by reciting Tasbih Kafara and Surah to Asr. Subhanaka Allahumma bihamdika ashadu ala ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa tubi ilaik Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Wal asr innal insana lafi khus inna nadhina amanu wa amilu salihati wa tawasaw bilhaqi wa tawasaw bisabr Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh